Hello, and welcome to Nerd Critic, a podcast about movies from the dual perspective of critical nerdiness. My name is Jordan. And I am CJ, your resident nerd. And I am your studied and credentialed critic. I'm actually not sure how credentialed I am. I've, I've been reviewing movies... I've been reviewing movies for a long time, but never, like, for the New York Times. Okay, sure. Yeah. You're less credentialed than some, more credentialed than most. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll take that. <laughs> all right. I'll take that. Uh, there's a lot of people in the world, thankfully. Um, all right. Today, we're doing an off-the-shelf episode that I am very excited about. Yes. Because it is about one of my top ten movies of all time. Is it? It is, is it one of my top, top 10? ten. I believe it is. Wow. I believe it is. Someone's going to go back and check our top ten episode. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe, it, maybe, it didn't make it on there. I'm pretty sure it did, though. I think it did, too. I'm pretty sure it did because I have classically long called Toy Story one of the few perfect movies that I've seen. Uh, we have talked about this at some point in some, some episode, whether it wasn't the top yes. ten or not. Yes. Uh, We've it was talked probably about, our Pixar episode. It was probably our Pixar episode, and uh, I still believe that it is one of the best movies ever made. I believe that it is basically perfect. Um, I'm going to give a little history uh, about Toy Story, if you will. Um, and the reason that I believe that it's a nearly perfect movie. So okay. this is going to be a lot of stuff. Some of it's from Wikipedia, which I recommend, by the way, reading the whole Wikipedia page about this movie because it's fascinating. Okay. <laughs> if you want, like, a Sparknotes version of, like, early Pixar and how, like, how they, you know, came to be, go read the Wikipedia Wikipedia page about Pixar, I suppose, but also specifically about Toy Story because okay. it's super fascinating. Anyway, the screenplay was written by, okay, deep breath, Joss Whedon, Andrew Stanton, Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers, Alex Sokolow from, uh, and and it was created based on a story by Lassiter, Stanton, and Pete Doctor and Joe Rampt. This is so we've talked a lot about how you can't. It's, it's tough to make a movie by committee. It's tough to make a screenplay by committee. That's not what this is. This is this is a lot of development. Mm. This is a lot of development. Following the success of Pixar's 1988 short film Tin Toy which won an Oscar, the company was approached by Disney to produce a computer-animated feature film told from a small toy's perspective. Which had never been done, correct? Which had never been done. That was in 1988. So, uh, the foundation, the foundational reason for Pixar's very existence was to successfully make a 3D animated movie. In 1988, they released that short, and then they spent seven years making Toy Story. Mm. They knew they had one shot to prove what they thought was possible, and if it had failed, people would have blamed the medium, which is what Pixar was passionate about, so they took their time to get it right, to get it perfect, and they succeeded. That is why I believe Toy Story is one of the few perfect movies in the world. Hmm. They took their time. Yeah. And if you read, once again, if you go back and read that super fascinating uh, Wikipedia article about, the, and I say it's a good summary because I've read actually a lot more about <laughs> this movie. I've read a couple of books about Pixar because they're an incredibly fascinating company on many, many levels, not just if you're interested in storytelling and movies. Anyway, um, the... Anyway, it goes into the development process and the production process of Toy Story and highlights very effectively some of the key moments that distinguished the making of Toy Story from many other movies, such as moments when 
everyone's kind of thinking this isn't working. Like, why isn't it working? And literally going back and like redoing lots of stuff mm. and and essentially taxing their the investment to the limit. Like, it, I mean, it was such high stakes and they really they really yeah they they worked really 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 hard on getting this right we talked about in our last episode i mentioned uh how passion can take you one of two ways yep uh and uh i think that that toy story is an excellent example excellent of passion taking you in the very right direction absolutely uh, and helping you master the craft and master your project so this is definitely also not a movie that is only perfect in retrospect um this also from wikipedia Toy Story premiered at the El Capitan Theater in Los Angeles, California on November 19th, 1995 and was released in North America on November 22nd. It was the highest grossing film during its opening weekend, eventually earning over $373 million at the World <laughs> Worldwide Box Dude, Office. In By 95? the way, their prediction for like the most successful it could be was like, if it's bonkers successful and and and... And exceeds all our expectations. It might make like two hundred million dollars in the theater. Yeah, and, it and then it made three hundred seventy-three. It like doubled their their highest expectations. It was positively reviewed by critics and audiences who praised the technical innovation of the three D animation, the wit and thematic sophistication and originality of the screenplay and story, the musical score and the characters and voice performances of Hanks and Allen. It is considered by many to be one of the best animated films ever made. The film received three Academy Award nominations, including Best Original Screenplay, Best Original Song for You've Got a Friend in Me, and Best Original Score, as well as winning a Special Achievement Academy Award. In 2005, its first year of eligibility, because it was 10 years old at that point, it was inducted into the National Film Registry for being, quote, culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. So, um, this is uh, also in the process of making this movie, um, Pixar how, figured out how to leverage a group of creative minds to refine the art of storytelling better than any other studio had ever done. So we are mainly going to be talking about Toy Story, the first movie, but it it, it is because we only have uh, – because we don't have three hours. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, and so we're going to talk about how amazing Toy Story 1 is and how it's just amazing, amazing, amazing. But because of the way the company evolved in the process of making Toy Story, they were also then able to make Toy Story 2 one of the shockingly best sequels ever. Mm -hmm. And then Toy Story 3, one of the shockingly best. I mean, at this point, everyone expected Toy, like Pixar to be producing amazing films. But the fact that Toy Stories 1, 2, and 3 were all incredible movies yeah. that comprise a nearly perfect, well, I'd say a perfect trilogy. Um uh, anyway, we'll get to that later. But just this is the the story of how this movie was made is I think is very very fascinating, yeah. very gratifying. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's kick off talking about the act the film itself. Yes. Okay. So uh, one. <laughs> well, okay. I'm not. Even, I'm not going to do that. I'm actually going to pull it back and not talk about the movie itself. I want to. <laughs> I, I want to. I, I I forgot. Betrayer. That I, <laughs> I forgot that I that I wanted to mention how. Uh, Walt, Walt Disney, uh, and I know that Pixar is a is a separate company from Walt Disney, and definitely was bef before Toy well, they Story. They are owned. They are owned by Disney now, right? Yeah. They are, they were owned by were Disney owned shortly then? after shortly Toy Story. After. Okay, yeah, uh, they were well, working. Disney released Toy Story, so Disney basically commissioned Pixar to make Toy Story okay. to be released under the Disney brand. Got it. And then eventually bought Pixar. Got outright. it. Got it. Okay. 
That makes sense. Cause I, so, uh, one of the, cause I, I really enjoy the business aspect of filmmaking. And so I want to highlight this really quick, how, uh, Walt Disney actually has a, a famous like infographic basically that he drew himself, um, that, that had, uh, like Walt Disney pictures in the center. And then it was like a diagram of how these different properties can exist in different mediums, right? So he had, he had, uh, musicals and he had even comic strips. He had, uh, television, he had radio and, uh, he would, uh, consult this, basically this idea, whether it was this piece of paper or not, I don't know, but this idea of, when we're making a when we're making a property, how can we make it last the longest? Thus, exist in as many mediums as we can possibly do. Uh, I think that Toy Story is an incredible example of that, where it exists. Well, well, first of all, the merchandising, right? Yeah. You're literally. It could be a two-hour commercial of hey look toys, um, but but just the fact that the the story is so good and so universally understood from adult to kid uh, that it can exist anywhere. You can like this can this it can exist in any medium, and it's going to always translate because it's something that we all the sense of. Uh, the the sense of of jealousy, the sense of uh, the the worry of f- feeling forgotten, the importance of being childlike. It's all of these things that everybody can connect to, which I think is one of the reasons that it makes it so good and lasting. I mean, it's been twenty two years, twenty four years. It's been twenty four years, and one, we're still talking about it. Two, we're looking forward to the fourth installment. <laughs> um, and and three, there's not, there's nobody, at least in America, that don't know who Woody and Buzz are. Yeah. It's it's universal, totally penetrated, and it's total cultural penetration, which is incredibly difficult to do. So uh, <laughs> anyway, I just want to bring that up. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah. So let's talk about why Toy Story deserves to be thought of as one of the best movies of all time. Okay. Like, why specifically? Uh, I'm going to throw in there the, the universal story, like I just said. Gotcha. Yep. Go ahead. No, it's, I think it's Next. perfect. Um, I would say world building, first and foremost. Oh, yeah. Right? Talking perfect, toys. Perfect, perfect world building. Yeah. Like, 100% internally consistent and interesting and fascinating and well-thought-out world-building. Yeah. Like, this is world-building at its finest. Um, man, I just, I love it. I want to call out the scene where Woody has a, like, town hall meeting with, like, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, amazing, <laughs> yeah. right? Amazing. And, like, just the the instant interactions of, and the, the way that all the world-building happens with relevant plot points. It's all happening as the story is unfolding mm-hmm. Immediately, like we're, they're never, they're never like, well, let's just sit down and explain how the toy. No, 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 it just happens. Yeah, and we see it happening. It's, it's, it's fluid. It's it, funny. It makes sense it every makes step sense of the every, way. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out, and this is a little bit more subtle, but that they they employ the perfect use of technology of the available technology at the time. This movie was made in 1995, and they but they took care not to build the kind of shots that would betray the limits of uh, the limits of the animation style at that time which is why 24 years later 
this movie still looks good. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It looks amazing. Yeah. It looks like I mean you 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 can like if you're like watching closely, you can be like, oh yeah, I can see how it's a little simpler. It's not quite as sophisticated, but like it doesn't look bad at all. It's just it looks perfect for what yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, something that I think uh, makes this movie stand out uh, is the 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 contrast of Woody and Buzz not only in their like the 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 toy like the actual genre uh, theme of the toys of like western cowboy yeah. and sci-fi like, action spaceman yeah. yeah so not only that but then one is very grounded in the we're toys and our purpose is to be played with and the other one is no, like I'm, I'm delusional. I'm, I'm, yeah, like I'm an actual <laughs> spaceman, and I need to save the world. Yeah, and their their constant contrast. One is one is uh, confident and and um, you know just that hero man, and the other one is like a little zany and and it, like they they just complement each other really really well. Yeah. Uh, which you know, if you want to break this down to be like a buddy a buddy cop movie it's like has that same kind of feeling Absolutely. uh and they play off of each other really well and the relationship moves the plot forward it is it is the plot yeah. is the relationship it between the, the two of them exactly um and i and i think and that's it's incredibly impressive because it's so hard to get that dynamic right and they did great oh absolutely i get like special special shout out to tom hanks and tim allen oh. as being just just amazing voice talent just like i mean they are they are acts they're like the textbook for great voice acting like this is and they neither one of them i think had done voice acting before this but they were so good and so pro they came in and did they just they rewrote the textbook on voice voicing like kids animated movies the the writing and the voice performance is what makes the line this line so incredibly iconic to infinity and beyond yeah like his you hear it in tim allen's voice oh my gosh yeah Yeah. it's fantastic it's so so great i I would say that toy story is the best thing tim allen ever did (laughs) uh i mean yeah, no, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if there's a lot of argument. There. <laughs> I like Tim Allen, but yeah, I think, I think yes, it absolutely. I, is. I mean, it's it, you're looking at one of the best movies of all time and saying this is probably the best thing he's. I mean, but yeah, I wouldn't necessarily course. say that about Tom Hanks. Well, but maybe he's Tom Hanks. But maybe, but maybe, <laughs> but maybe it's either this or Splash. <laughs> I, I mean, just kidding. The, okay. I was gonna say Turner and Hooch, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I think that there's, I think that there is something uh, uh, uniquely special about Toy Story. Like you, like you can't compare Santa Claus to Toy Story. No. You can't compare Philadelphia to Toy Story. Yeah, but true. it is definitely one of the best things they will ever do in either one of their careers. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was an unnecessary jab at Tim Allen. Um, <laughs> so I. Well, also, from you mentioned how the 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 relationship is the story, mm-hmm. and that's so true. The character arcs here are perfect. They're perfect. Woody's character, Woody's character defects literally cause the central conflict of the story, like unmistakably. Yeah. Like you are in this position, which is also perfectly set up. So that you believe 100% that he would do what he did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It goes horribly awry. And then in order to fix his own, the, his own like, 
giant flub of like, you know, he then has to go and do all this, like have this adventure in order to like fix the thing that he started. Yeah. It's like his fault. And, um, and so there, that, that to me is just, is such a, it, that is such a masterstroke of storytelling and it's what every story should be. And so few are is where your main character causes the yeah. main problems. Yeah. And then, and then Buzz Lightyear's character, his character defects keep the plot engine running mm-hmm. because he's so hard to save because he's so delusional. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And then like the some of the best comedic moments, some of the absolute most like effective comedic moments are when Woody uses Buzz Lightyear's like delusions against him to try to save him. Right? Yeah. Getting onto the pizza truck? Yeah. Look, it's a, a spaceship. <laughs> a spaceship. Yeah. A hyperactive hyperdrive. <laughs> and, like, they wind up in the, in the, anyway. In the uh, claw machine. In the claw machine. a spaceship. That is a space. I yeah. mean, everything. Yeah. It's so perfect. Yeah. It's so perfect. Yeah. It's like, oh, my gosh. I, w- I also want to point out, uh, kind of to, to go back to my previous comment of uh, the complementary uh, elements of these two characters, uh, the design the the fact that that Woody is made of cloth yes. and it's really lanky and like the way he moves yes. he's a rag doll he's basically. a rag doll yeah. and then Buzz Lightyear who is confident wrong yeah. but really confident rigid uh, articulating yeah, action figure yeah he's yeah. he's he's hard plastic like they just they thought through it on every level yeah. it was great the colors the, the the purple and green and white of Buzz Lightyear and the the browns and, and yellows, blacks and yellows yeah. and the warm colors of Woody. It's like, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah. I, also, back to character and, and the most probably emotionally significant moment of the movie. And this is also a really fascinating thing about, about these character arcs is that um, fairly quickly, Woody, like, realizes his, like, OMG mistake, Right. I, this is a disaster and only I can fix it. And so he goes after it to mm-hmm. fix it, right? He's like, and because he's doing it for Andy, he's like, he doesn't like Buzz Lightyear, but he knows he can't let Buzz Lightyear be gone forever or yeah. it'll break Andy's heart. He knows that. So he goes after, he goes after Buzz Lightyear to fix his mistake, which becomes that wonderful, inciting incident. And his character arc doesn't go f- super far beyond that. He, in in working so hard to save Buzz Lightyear, he l- essentially grows affection and like and cares about him, and that's kind of the way that he changes. Yeah, Buzz Lightyear has to have an identity crisis, dude. Ah, man, I remember as a kid, like there there were few. It was it was this movie, and then embarrassingly enough, it was this movie and Air Bud <laughs> that the low point of the movie. I like as a kid, I felt like when Buzz Lightyear, his whole like he tries to fly and he and he falls and his arm falls off. Like I wanted to turn it off. I was like, I was like, no, no. (laughs) And and it like really, really impacted me as a kid like this. Like I could feel what Buzz Lightyear was feeling. It was done so well in the music. Randy Newman's songs. Oh, so good. (laughs) Um, uh, if anybody yeah. ever makes a buddy comedy, they should have hire Randy Newman to write the songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got a friend in me. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, I okay. Ugh, man, I just I 
I I almost want I just I want to like stop this I want to like in the middle of the show just like start playing the movie and then just for ninety minutes just have this that be the podcast. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I want to I want to talk a little bit about um, the entire sequence at Sid's house. Oh my gosh. Which it becomes a horror movie. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and the way that that gets turned around. So all these monstrous toys end up being allies. Yeah. Naturally. Because like, of course they would be. Because they're still toys. Because they're still toys. Yeah. And like, what else are they yeah. going to do? And we, and it's, and it's crazy because we all know a sit. Yo, yeah. We all, like as kids, we all knew yeah. that kid that was just kind of punky and just a, an obnoxious and obnoxious so obnoxious he's got those braces and then like <laughs> and then they they like they made the house exactly what that kid's house is <laughs> it's messy and it's weird and it's uncomfortable and the dog and it's just they did they did so good oh, at capturing yeah. the feeling of like of what a kid would feel in that moment ah oh, it was just great Sid, your Pop-Tart's ready. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, that is just amazing. And the fact that there's a legit torture scene <laughs> in this movie. They shouldn't <laughs> be able to pull off no. what they did. But they did. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And then he uh, – and then the way that that – the way that that tor- – okay. So the, uh, first of all, the way that that whole scene concludes with like the – essentially the giant uh, – um, staged kind of horror show that they put on for Sid. Yeah. Where all the, all the toys come alive, yeah. which is legitimately so freaky. This is so cool because it's not only legitimately creepy and weird. It's also awesome yeah. because the guy who's the victim of the creepy weirdness is like the, the horrible villain that you hate. Yeah. So it's just this perfect mixture of like emotions and weird sensations as a kid. You're like, what is happening in this scene? This is crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I love that. Like the torture scene leaves a mark on Woody's forehead that reminds him of what's possible, mm. right? Yeah. It's, that's what gives him the idea. Yeah. It's like, because he sees the thing. So at the very end, that the final chase sequence, all the ways that the final triumph was set up before it actually got gloriously paid off. So there's this match that gets put in his pocket because it was going to use it. Like, Sid was going to use it, and it just never left his pocket because it was just there. And then, like, that ends up being... And they he and so Buzz is strapped to this rocket that was going to be... Was the central conflict of that sequence, right? The stakes were, you're strapped to a rocket yeah. that's going to blow up. Like, that's what the stakes are. Yeah. It's pretty high stakes. Yes. And so you successfully get away, but also... You're still strapped to a rocket, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is amazing. So they're running away, strapped to a rocket. Also, great visual gag. Mm. Super great sight gag. <laughs> yeah. no, no, like, not very many funnier things than Buzz Lightyear <laughs> jogging down the street yeah. with a giant rocket bobbing on his back. Amazing. So you get lots of mileage out of that, literally and figuratively. And then and then in that moment of, like, final, the final low moment of the, of the whole movie is when they just miss it. Right? Mm-hmm. And they're in the middle of the road. In the middle of the road. Toys. In the middle of a freaking road on the asphalt. Like, you know how this story ends, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Like, those toys are go- done. They're done. They, they're going to get run over and thrown in the trash. This is... It's, it's, it's over. And then 
he notices Buzz Lightyear's helmet is refracting the light or magnifying the light onto his hand, and he's like looking at it, and he's like, what? Hang on a second. Yeah. And then he like looks down and he sees there's still a match in his thing. He's like, hang on a second. So we get this amazing rocket yeah. moment. Like you, he lights a rocket to get back home. And 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 then and then most lovely of all. So so you know, top flight rockets explode. We got to get we got to not be attached to the rocket anymore. Like great, it worked, but also we're still going to die. Yeah. And then he pushes this thing and the the wings spring open and then cut the rocket off because of course they do because like <laughs> Of course they do. Like, that's the cool thing. And then what happens? They glide down because he can kind of fly when he's tossed from great heights. He can sort of glide because he's got actual wings, and that's pretty great. Anyway, and then finally, they don't – he's like, you're going to miss the truck. And he's like, we're not aiming for the truck because we're winning totally. Mm -hmm. We're not just accepting – the 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 lowest common you know the the lowest sort of bar that we could clear we are going for the front seat in the cab in the car next to Andy yeah in the box of toys of his favorite toys that's where the, that's the goal the goal is not to survive anymore the goal is to triumph and it's just it's beautiful it is and and uh, let's talk about the <laughs> uh, the fact that. <sighs> Uh, Buzz Lightyear is uh, is trying to save the world, and he's a he's a rocket man. And then Woody is trying to tell him that he's a toy, and he tricks him by saying, "Hey, look, a rocket." Then they get onto the rocket, and it yep. takes them to the arcade, yeah. where then they are inside of a claw machine that is a rocket. Yeah, and then. Uh, then they go to Sid's house and he has this identity crisis where he realizes he is a toy. Yeah. And then he gets strapped to a rocket. A real rocket and that then, is not a that toy. That is not a toy. It says not a toy. Yes, it does. It says not. I forgot about that. <laughs> Literally on the box. Yeah. It says not a toy. Keep so, out of reach of children. So he cool. gets, he gets, <laughs> yeah, he gets strapped to a rocket and then... Everything that Buzz had been going for this entire movie. He gets strapped to a rocket that says not a toy, which means he is strapped to the thing. That he's been searching this entire time. Yes. And he got it. And then it gets to the point that he it's lit and he is flying on a rocket exactly what he was going for. Yeah. And then there's that beautiful symbolic moment of, if you don't let go of this, you will die. You have to let go and accept the fact that you are a toy and your purpose is to be played with and bring joy to Andy. So he literally presses a button, thus signifying the wings come up. He breaks free of this rocket Boom. Buzz Lightyear knows. Let's go. He lets it go. Not a toy. And he then it explodes and he then lands in the box to be played with for Intel Story Story. In the same fashion, with the same move. The gliding and then banking up and then dropping, which is exactly what he did in the beginning of the movie to prove that he He was not a toy. Yes. Yeah. It's uh it's this is good storytelling. Incredibly this is, good. This is yeah. also so hard that you might as well kill yourself. 
before you try to write a story like oh this. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. that's why that's no. why there are like nine writers on this thing that all like came back again and again to try to get it right. Yeah, and these are nine writers that aren't just like nine writers, right? No, yeah. There's a Cohen there's, there's a Cohen brother, the, there's a Joe Sweden. Yes. <laughs> I mean there's the, the people that that have made like like Joss Whedon went on to make a, a, the first Avengers movie and and some other stuff. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, and then you have the Cohen a Cohen brother that like these are not just your average writers. Yep. Um, these are these are few and far between. And this is not it's not only impressive that it is written as well as it's written, but the fact that it's an animated as, as well as it's animated, and the music is as good as it is, and it fits perfectly, and all of the stars aligned, all of the creative minds aligned to make the movie what it is, and that's bonkers incredible. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's one of the it's one of the true. It is one of the true triumphs of of cinema. Um, this is this is a, a it is a glorious triumph of a movie. Yeah. Um, and in in every way, uh, it, so deserves to be celebrated on that level. I believe, uh, and I think I think most people believe. I don't know that I'd get very many people to argue with me. Um, I, a lot of people. I, I want to say one one final thing about this movie in the context of the trilogy. Okay. Number two, Toy Story 2, is a really good movie. Toy Story 3 is a really good movie. They're both really, really, really good movies. I, I think a lot of people mistakenly think that the second one is better than the first one. Mm. And, and, I think, and then I think a lot of people think that the third one is maybe as good or maybe better, but maybe not as good as the second one. But they think it's maybe better than the first one. The first one's good, but like the second one was so good. Um, and uh, and I think that the only reason people think that is because a it was newer, and b it surprised the crap out of everyone yeah, it did. that it was so good yeah. because because uh, it, by that point by Toy Story 2's by the time Toy Story 2 came out Pixar was to to the general populace indistinguishable from Disney yeah oh yeah and what do we know about Disney sequels <laughs> they're garbage yeah they have they're been, straight to video they straight to video <laughs> Disney sequels yeah. and so when people were looking at when people were anticipating Toy Story 2, it was shocking how yeah. good it was. Yeah. It was like so shocking that people that I think most people said, "Well, it was even better than the first one because their expectations were so low." Sure. Go back and watch the first one, watch the second one, watch the third one. The first one is a perfect movie. The second one and the third one are really great movies. Yeah. And there's a difference. Yeah, I do I do want to bring up uh one of the strengths of the franchise as a whole. Uh, is is oh man, and I've I've come across this a couple of times this week. The power of uh, letting your characters grow up. Yes. Uh, basically, Andy. Yeah. The fact that Andy is not the same age in every movie yep. means that they tackle completely different problems. And Andy is our my age. Yeah. Like and like I was Andy's age when the first movie came out, second, and then I was going off to college when the third one came out. Yep. It was <laughs> he, like Andy progressed with me. Thus the things that the main characters, these toys that are are modeling their life around Andy are going through 
are direct, directly impact, like I am Andy's. Thus, the toys are attached to me. Reflections and, of and you. I'm, and I'm, and because I've been attached to Woody for yep. so long since I was, what year did this come out? 1995. Since I was four years old, <laughs> I've been attached to, to Woody. Like, it, it made it so that the emotional impact, like, I mean, come on. The In the third movie, when they're holding hands and they're going towards, oh like, gosh. lava. Oh, yeah. It, you're done. Yeah. You're 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 not watching through Which clear eyes anymore. Nice and misty. A, I, out of all of the moments, out of all of the of the of the scenes that we could talk about from the other two movies, I think that that is one of the most impressive and bold and surprising scenes in any of in, yeah. from from those two movies. Um, and that's You're something like the Toy Story for each other. The, the Toy Story the Toy Story franchise has done really really well at. Um, letting bad things happen to their characters, which is uncommon in kids' movies. Yeah. Um, not like, oh, you know, sorry, the milk is spilt kind of bad, but like sure. truly terrible, yeah. like character-breaking stuff. Like you were locked in a dark box for however long. Yeah. I remember as a kid thinking about that and just how terrible that is psychically and, terrifying yeah and i didn't yeah. want to put any of my toys in a box yeah. yeah yeah and you let them you let them get put you let them get put in a daycare where they are abused mm-hmm. and then under a fascist ruler yeah and then to escape they go to a dump where yeah. they are nearly obliterated and then uh and then find themselves sliding slowly toward a fiery death yeah. like that and, and and even going back, going all the way back to uh, to the first movie, we start off in these movies with Woody getting less loved by the only reason for his existence. Yeah. And then eventually seeing his status as the favorite toy being usurped almost entirely by Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. And then finding himself in a position where all of his friends believe that he's a villain. Because he kind of is. Yeah. And then, you know, so it's like all the bad things, all the worst things that could happen to Woody happened to Woody. Yeah. And then Buzz Lightyear, the worst thing that could happen to him by far is finding out firsthand in a visceral, painful way that he is not what he thought he was. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing that could happen to him. And they let it happen yeah. because that's good storytelling. And it's you don't find that in like regular movies very often, let alone kids' movies. Yeah. And so it's just super, super impressive. So all that leading up to that that final moment in Toy Story 3 where they are literally sliding toward a fiery death. The, I, you know, I, you know if you like pull back and consciously think about it, you know that they're not going to let all those, all those characters die <laughs> in a pit of fire. But they had so well earned that moment yeah. that I, sitting there in the theater... Felt like as a twenty-something-year-old man, I was like, "They could die right now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I that could, and, yeah. I, and I'm prepared for it. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, well, because because they like the whole the whole the arc across all three movies was such that 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 could have been in like a suitable ending. Yeah, like it was a final. It was an, it was an ending that had been earned. Yeah, yeah, and it was like so because in the first movie you have. <laughs> you have uh, Woody, who his worst fear is to not be number one in Andy's eyes, right? Yep. And then he's like becomes okay with it, and he like shares the spotlight with Buzz, and da 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 da. Second one, uh, he is the Woody is then presented with 
Uh, no, no, no. There's like a TV show about you. Yeah. Like you're, you're a really, yeah. really big deal. And, and Andy doesn't care about you that much anymore. Yeah. And so he like he really wants that feeling and he's attached to that feeling. Um, and then, you know, sacrifices it because Andy is really what's important to him. And then the third one, it's like, no, Andy's gone. And, and what happened to Jesse is going to happen to you. And he has to like, they're just so well connected, all of them that, and the only, the only outcome that they presented us with in that, in that, that fiery death moment was what happens to toys is that you become forgotten and given away. Yeah. That was the only it happened to Jesse. It was the it was the the guiding force. It was the fear in the first one, the guiding force of the second one, and the reality of the third one. Yeah. It was the natural progression progression so you're looking at it like no, like it it makes sense. Like Woody, this might even be a better way to go yeah. because your worst fear is going to be realized. And then they stop it. And then they do what, like, I don't know why I didn't think about it in the theater. They do <laughs> what gets done with toys. You just hand it off. It's a hand-me-down, yeah. right? Yeah. And and you're like, oh, of course that's a better way to go. Anyway, it just was, yeah. it was, it's so well it's thought out. It's so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I love those three movies. I love that they exist. Um, you've been to my house. You know that we don't own, like, a lot of movies that are actually on our shelves because, uh, we have a lot of streaming services, and we have a lot of you know digital access, and, and so it's LA and our and footprint is very yeah, small. Our, <laughs> we don't have a ton of space, yeah, <laughs> for just having a lot of movies. Uh, so um, we have just we have one shelving unit, one very small shelving unit. I don't know how many movies it has on it, but like not that many. Like, and one of uh, one of the important uh, purchases in my life was that trilogy on Blu-ray. <laughs> and we've got it. It is has a it has, has a, a place of honor among our movies. Um, and I have a kid who I am just so excited to yeah. show him Toy Ugh. Story every day for years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Oh man, you know what? I needed this, CJ. That was, yeah, that was that was that was good. We've had a we've had a we've had a few stinkers in the theaters. Yeah. Um, I have I have maybe foolishly, but I have very high hopes for Toy Story Four. I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, I I hope this is not an expectation situation that our expectations betray us. I hope so too. I I you know what? I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be a kid at heart right now and just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hope. With abandon, I'm just gonna hope that it's good, yeah. and I, and I'm gonna believe that it's gonna be good until proven otherwise. And, and, and to, I don't think I will be. To go to go back to what we always go back to, we we have three incredible yes. Toy Story movies. Yeah, no matter right. what happens, we still have those three. Life is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hope we have four, but if we don't, at least we got three. Yeah. Yeah. Got three, three great ones. <sighs> good um, stuff. Do you think that there'll be more after Toy Story four? I I I think it would be foolish to say no. Yeah. Well, I think at the very least, even if even if you can't get uh, Hanks and Alan to come back, um, I think gonna... that you I think that you introduce new characters sure. and you keep you just keep going probably uh, forever. I mean, they're I don't know. You, you they're they're gonna pay Hanks and Alan what they want. I think they'll well, eventually. I think they'll come eventually, back. they'll die. They are mortal beings. No, Tom Hanks will never leave this earth. <laughs> yep, nope, nope. Uh, it's not going to happen. Think, nope, nope. Uh, yeah, they'll 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 pass the baton off. I'm yes. sure. I'm sure. 
If you have other suggestions for off-the-shelf episodes, I know we're often doing movies that lead up to movies. It hasn't always that been that way, though. It hasn't always been that way. It won't always be that way. Yeah. We will pick other movies out uh, that we feel like need coverage. For example, next week. For example, next week, yeah. which, so. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are going to be doing, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be talking about, um, uh, well, we're going to be talking about Slumdog Millionaire. For off-the-shelf episode. Yeah, because it was directed by Danny Boyle. Yes. Who directed Yesterday. Yes. Which is the... Coming uh, out. Which is coming uh, yeah. out. Which, which we actually will delightful. probably end up doing a spoiler-free spoiler, spoiler free episode about because it's I don't not, know that everyone in yeah. the world is going to see it right away. Although yeah. I think... I mean, judging by what I... Judging by what it looks like to me, I think probably everyone should see this movie. Anyway. Uh, and, and but Slumdog is, I'm super excited to talk about Slumdog Millionaire because I love Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. And we won't, we can't always tell you if we're going to do a spoiler free episode, uh, at least not on the, ep- on the podcast, but we can in our newsletter. Yes, we can. I we know. have this fantastic, wonderful newsletter that we send out every Friday and, and you should hashtag get on it. Get on it. You got to hashtag get on it. Can, can we you talk about that it. segue real quick? That was a professional segue. Was it? It was. No, you did a great job. Th- thank you. You did a really, really good job. That was, that was, re- you know, it's like, it's funny. I didn't know exactly what was happening until it was happening. I was like, oh, this is happening. This is a good segue. Get on that newsletter. Get on it. Because that's how you'll know about all of the things. Um, also join us on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, if you want to hit us up, uh, if you want to hit us up uh, via email, then wait for that beautiful newsletter to come and just hit reply. Yep. And we will hear your voice uh, if you record a voice message and send it to us. <laughs> <in email. laughs> yes. Uh, something that we will also be bringing up in our newsletter that we'll give you a little more details on uh, is this uh, is this thing called Himalaya that we mentioned yes. last week. And if you are using Himalaya to listen to Nerd Critic right now, that's awesome. There are some great things coming. Us coming. There's there's some great things coming to Himalaya to us on. Okay, Re- restart. That wasn't the best segue. That was very Let's poor. Let's restart. That was very very poor. <laughs> if you are listening to this podcast right now on Himalaya, that's really cool because there's some really good things coming on Himalaya, and we hope that you're following us. I mean, why wouldn't you be following us? It's so easy. It is really, really easy. There's literally nothing easier than following a podcast on Himalaya. You know those you know those podcasts that like they're obviously sponsored and they're like, yeah, I use this specific kind of shampoo every day. And and you can kind of tell that they don't. <laughs> You're like, I've seen your hair. That's you don't. You or don't that shampoo shower. is terrible. Or yeah, I don't <laughs> want to buy that shampoo. Uh I like this is not one of those moments when I say I use Himalaya to listen to my podcasts of choice. Um, and I, there's like no question. I'm even a Spotify user. I, I even like listen to music via Spotify and I still leave Spotify, Spotify to come to Himalaya uh, to listen to my podcasts because it's just incredibly straightforward. It's a and good app. It's I a good, really, app. I really like it. Yeah, I like it too. I really do. Um, so yeah, do that, you do know? That. Yeah. And, uh, and then in the meantime, uh, thank you, Michael Bonmiller. For the music. For the music. <laughs> I think we do that every time. <laughs> <laughs> one of us says for the music and then the other one also says for the music. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. It wasn't a hundred percent clear. In all the other 69 episodes, <laughs> what we're thanking Michael Bonmiller for. Yes. We are, uh, we are we are we are thanking him for the music. We are. <laughs>
and also, please remember to collect movies like a nerd and rewatch them like a critic. And cut.